Welcome to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss all things wellness. I'm Eleni Welch, nutritionist. And I'm Kay Boyer, health enthusiast. Okay, welcome Renegade. Welcome back to our podcast, guys. We have a super fun episode for you today. We get to interview my friend and classmate, Leanna. And Leanna is a skin health expert. So she was in my nutrition program with me and she's taken the track of focusing on nutrition for skin health. So we're going to ask her all things Skin health and products. Zits right here, this one. Exactly. <laughs> All things skin health products, nutrition, yep. zits. <laughs> I'm excited for it. And yet, your skin is glowing. So I'm excited for this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Me too. So Super welcome. To thank yeah. you. Welcome here. Okay. I'm so interested. I'm um, just meeting you today too, that I just want to know your whole story, why you got into nutrition and then why you decided to focus on skin health. Yeah, kind of your journey. Awesome. Yes. Um, so excited to meet you ladies virtually and happy to be here. So um, I was born and raised in Ukraine. I know Ukraine's been on the news a lot recently. Um, oh. I got my degree there. And then when I moved to the U.S. 10 years ago, I realized I couldn't really use my degree from Ukraine in the U.S. So I was trying to find what should I do? What I'm passionate about? What uh, should I go back to school? Should I find another job? And and then I was just trying to find what just lits up my heart on fire. And I realized I love helping people with health and nutrition. We grew up and we've always had our own garden. You know, we grew our veggies and fruit. We always ate really healthy. And when I moved to the U.S., of course, it's a lot different here. <laughs> yeah, as you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I realized I love helping people. Every time someone would ask me for a smoothie or nutrition advice, I was like, okay. So I found the University of Bridgeport and their master's degree in human nutrition. And that's how I decided to go in, get a degree. And uh, yeah, um, and essentially, too, I've struggled with acne all my life since I was a teenager until really well into even my early 30s and um, mm -hmm. so and it was something that I've always felt deep inside my heart that that there has to be a reason why I'm having those skin issues because I thought you know if that was just a cream we need one you know we would have invented that cream by now that you just put it on and it gets it all perfect you know yeah yeah so and I w- it was the same experience. Like I would go in Ukraine to a doctor or in the U.S. and I would say, you know, I have acne. I want to get it better. It affects my confidence and everything. What should I do? And quite often it was just, just try the birth control, you know. And then I would think like, okay, but what about underlying issues? Maybe we should look into my gut, you know. No, nutrition really, uh, you know, has nothing to do with acne, you know. So, and then... um and I would say that I've been one of those people that I've tried everything on myself, you know, antibiotics and birth control and lasers and everything that you could think of and all the acne creams and lotions and everything. But um, what really helped me cure it was really to get to the underlying issues, you know, to really find what was the underlying issue, address it. And that's when I started seeing the results. It was like, I want to share that with people. I want to help more people. So that's wow. how it all started. 
that's that, really powerful. That's really powerful. I was like, gosh, this is cool. Like how cool that like yourself, you know, like five, 10 years ago, however many years ago could see yourself now, like on the zoom with, you know, not a faithful acne, you're gorgeous. You know, how cool that you've been like, you got there. Like, that's really neat. So yeah. What a cool story. And I'm, thank you. Yeah. I guess I'm curious to follow up on that. If you don't mind sharing for our listeners, what were some of the underlying issues that you were dealing with that were impacting your skin health and causing that acne? Sure. Uh, Lainey, great question. Um, I had quite a few, honestly, I would say one of the biggest ones, uh, was gut issues. I had malabsorption. I had dysbiosis. It was all of those years of taking antibiotics for acne that really wiped my good, healthy gut bacteria. You know, I frequently would have yeast infections too. So gut was the big one for me. And then also hormones. I had imbalanced hormones. I had too much estrogen, which was causing issues too. And um, definitely my diet wasn't the best moving to the U.S., how I was eating too, that was contributing and also nutrition. Uh, nutrient deficiencies, and I would say stress. So four or five, really. But if I have to pick, gut was probably the big one because there's such a strong connection for skin and your gut. Yeah, wow. absolutely. That's amazing. Wow. Well, I guess I'll, we have more questions, on, but we'll be able to ask. Them. I know. I'm gonna. I, that's what I was thinking. That same thing. I want to dig more into this, but we have questions. So we'll try to get into that because sure. I. Yeah, I think our later questions will, will kind of help, help un- yep. unveil that. Yep. Um, so what are some of the most common skin complaints and skin conditions that clients come to you with that can be addressed with diet and lifestyle changes? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely acne, eczema, any kind of rash, you know, any of those are really I am, I think what's important to hear for the listeners that we need to stop treating any kind of skin conditions as a topical and then topical works. We need the proper nutrients. We need, you know, proper skincare and cleansing. All of that is good, but 90, 95% of the time we need to look at it as like, what's the underlying issue for driving it? You know, how can we solve it. I think when we change that mindset, and I don't remember, Eleni, we even uh, one of our professors told us in school that back in 1970s, there were two dermatologists that came up and said nutrition is really important for treating skin conditions and then the underlying issues. But then there were some studies published that no, it's not important. And from then on, I feel like the dermatology kind of took the left turn and, you know, ignored that whole connection, nutrition, and, um, yeah, there's more money the other way. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Um, let's see here. What is the purpose of acne? Like, why does our body do that? Mm -hmm. Sure. I acne is actually, you know, we always look at it as a symptom, but if we look at it, like what's driving behind it, it's really shows us that there is an imbalance in the body. There's something going on and acne is our way to get our attention. Like something is not working. Like let's find out. So, and as I mentioned, you know, people think, oh, let's put some cream or lotion, wash it. It's going to go away. It's just a good indicator that a red flag that there's something going on internally. Let's look at that. Let's see what we could do to help you cure it. Wow. Yeah. I always think about it as sometimes when things are going on internally, we can't see them and mm-hmm. we're 
not everybody is aware of their body Mm -hmm. or able to tune in on a really deep level. And so there may be issues happening in the gut or the liver and Mm -hmm. we don't see them because we're not, we can't see inside of our body and we don't know that they're going on. And so skin conditions like that, like you said, it's, it's an intelligent response by the body to get our attention of Mm -hmm. here's like a surface reaction that now you can actually see that something's going on internally. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like you said, we just kind of slap a pharmaceutical drug on it or put a cream or a lotion on it and just cover up that symptom. And we never address that root cause. And meanwhile, that keeps getting worse and worse and then it affects us in other ways. So yeah, yeah, I love that way of thinking about it. Especially Um, I think like our bodies are so smart and beautifully and wonderfully made. Like everything happens for a reason. There is no, just the random. So yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if someone were to come to you for help on acne, what what are some major things that you kind of start people out on um, with nutrition or other things? What are kind of some of your tips and secrets? Sure. Yeah, you know, I really sit down with any person and like really get to know their history, their childhood, nutrition, kind of look at the whole spectrum of health. How is their sleep? How is their stress? Genetics? nutrition, exercise, and just kind of look at that. Do they take any medications? You know, I look at the big picture and usually trying to find one or two big triggers. And quite often what I see is that a lot of people are having a lot of gut issues because of stress. And again, poor American diet, overloaded just with sugar, refined carbs and pro-inflammatory oils. And then the other aspect of stress, I think that fast-paced lifestyle, anxiety is rampant, depression, So that's what I see a lot, kind of gut and depression go hand in hand and anxiety and skin issues too. So then I'm trying to work with like, okay, let's see what we could do to really help you manage your stress better, but at the same time, find the root cause of the gut. And with the gut too, um, I love doing stool tests because the comprehensive stool tests from Genoa, they're called GI effects. You know, they're not covered by the interest. They're a little bit pricey, uh, but they give you a great overview of what's going on in your gut with your digestion and malabsorption, if you have any infections. And those are usually so good because you get the whole big picture. And what I've seen with acne is like, it's such a clear pattern that most of the time uh, people with acne would have overgrowth of H. pylori, candida, or protozoa. So one of those three things always often come up for specifically for acne patients or clients. Wow. I want to take that test. I don't know. Yeah. That's, yes. That's amazing. Yes. Um, let's hear. I jumped around on here. No, like, that's okay. I, I, um, I think we had, we had some questions too yeah. about the different types of acne. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between acne that people develop on their face versus on their back or their arms or their legs? Is there a difference between those? Um, and, and is it connected to maybe different health conditions? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Essentially, acne develops in the hair follicle, you know, and we have sebum. I mean, uh, we want to produce sebum. It's an oil, you know, it helps lubricate, it helps that hair follicle to, you know, come out of the skin. And that essentially happens in one of those areas on the face, your, your, you know, chest or back. That's where we have the most hair follicles too. And essentially we want that sebum production to be not too high and not too low because 
for the most part with acne, it's too much. So that clogs your pores, develops inflammation. P. acnes is a bacteria that's, um, uh, you know, are the root cause of the acne too. And uh, so that produces too much oil. Essentially, your pores get clogged and, you know, you develop inflammation, develop acne, either it's, you know, like a white head or a black head, but it's essentially too much oil that gets trapped, gets oxidized and inflamed. Um, I'm a huge fan of Dr. Pimple Popper and Leanna. Do you, would you advise, can I pop my pimples and my blackheads? What do you think about that? <laughs> can I, well, can I? <laughs> I would love to see it. <laughs> Such a great question. Okay, yep. so I have, and you probably can't see, but I have a lot of scarring right here on oh. the, you know, on my area. And what I did when I was a teenager, I went to the cosmetologist and that person used special, like a metal tool to squeeze them. Mm-hmm. but that causes a lot of the mechanical damage, you know, that, that oh. caused a lot of those, you know, scars tissue, you know? Yes. So, and that's specifically from that. So I've made that mistake to squeeze them and pop them, you know, it's like, Oh, yeah. it's going to go away, but essentially it helps spread more, um, you know, bacteria around your face. So oh. it can cause more inflammation and scarring. So bro, so I would say, Probably the best thing is not to do it. I've learned from my okay. own experience. <laughs> With too many scars on my face. So yeah, if you can, yeah, it's best not to. Not to mess with them and let them just yes. heal on their own. And okay. Yes. <laughs> That's yes, fair. Yes. That's fair. Yes. <laughs> That's fun. But I am guilty of those black heads sometimes. I just want to get them out. I know. Yep. It's so satisfying. It's so satisfying. Yes, yes. Uh, I thought I was the only one. It's like, oh, it just is. Yeah, I love it. Is there like a, do you like that? Like, what is it called? Like, salicylic acid? What's that? Do you like that one? Do you like that kind of for your face? Does that dry it out? Or what do you think about, I guess, on the product line to, to dry it out? Can I do that? You know, that's such a good question, Kate, too, because, you know, for the longest time in Ukraine and here, I was using a lot of products, essentially a lot of acne over-the-counter products that you see on TV that's advertised. They dry out your skin. You would think it's the logic is right. Like, let's dry the oil, right? Mm -hmm. It's too much oil. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what it does, it dries it out and your body's trying to overproduce sebum. So you end up actually producing more oil. And kind of creating that cycle of, you know, doing, get, getting stuck because your body is too dry and it's trying to compensate and do more oil and you end up. So what I've learned a lot too, that actually, if you take good healthy oils like rose hip, argan, jojoba, jojoba, I don't even know. How do you say that one? That one. Right, I right. say jojoba. Jojoba, yeah. Jojoba? Okay. I'll take jojoba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You actually, with those oils, when you do oil cleanse, it helps to pull that extra oil and dirt out and moisturize your skin without over drying it. And that's what really helps to keep things in balance. So that's what I learned. Okay. Kind of that healing from the inside again and keeping yes. it thick. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how health comes back to that. So wild. Yes. And do you recommend those like internally or externally? Do you use them to remove makeup, clean your skin? How do you use those, those oils? I love them, um, you know, just kind of put a little bit on my face and cleanse it, do uh, like a double cleansing. So I'll put it on, 
wash my face and then I take a like a clean warm washcloth and just put it over my face it almost like helps to warm up your skin and dissolve some of that dirt and impurities and oil you know and then do it again like do double cleansing uh, and they are so great because they moisturize your skin without over drying it but not just putting the oil and let it sit on your skin too but they just super soft you know they make your skin well moisturized so they're like incredible for and i know it's like the opposite when you think of oily skin you want to put more oil on the skin but it helps to keep things in balance and it it does make sense because like dissolves like so yes yes. i do i have a funny story about that well it's funny now it wasn't funny at the time about that oil cleansing so i first read about that probably oh like eight or nine years ago Mm-hmm. And the oil that I read that people were doing it with was castor oil. Okay. So I like grandpa's oil. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yes. yes. I, I did the, kind of what you described. I read online what to do. So I put like a hot, a nice, like warm washcloth on my face and I let my pores open up. And then I, and I had really bad acne. Like I had bad acne from the time I was like 12 or 13 years old. So this so was in relate my to my pain, right? I can. Yeah. So this was in my early twenties and I was at a point of just being really desperate because I okay. throughout my whole childhood and teenagehood, I thought everybody had said, well, it'll go away. It'll go away. It'll go away when you get older. And you I always heard that too. Me too. Me too. You outgrow it. It's like what? Grow. half of my life. I have to wait. Yeah. Twenty-seven. It's still here guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I kind of had the same experience as you did as where my doctor was like, well, we can do birth control. And I was like, yeah, no, thanks. Um, yeah, so like- I, anyway, so now I'm in my like early twenties and I'm, I'm pretty desperate because I'm thinking, I really thought I'd have outgrown this by now. That's what everybody promised me. So I tried this oil cleansing with the castor oil. Um, gosh, it was horrible. And so I put it on my face, let it soak in, had the the hot washcloth on it and then wiped it off at the end. And then it was like a Saturday night and we had church the next morning. Anyway, that night I felt my face kind of burning and itching a little bit. And I felt like my ears were itching. I woke up in the morning and it turns out I am very allergic to castor oil. (laughs) My eyes were swollen shut. My whole face was hives. Like forehead to chin hives, no end to hives. Acne is the worst, the, worst. the least of your problems at yes, that point. Yes. yes. And my ears, my ears were like hot and red and like oh. twice their usual size. It was awful. And then I remember oh. I, I, now I wouldn't go to church like that. But at the time I, I, I just was like, oh, I don't have a choice. I have to go to church. Yeah, I was like, did your mom make you go? <laughs> well, no, I was in my twenties. I could oh, still decide oh, for 20s. myself. Oh, you're in your twenties. I was in my twenties. Yeah. So I went to church, but I felt that everyone was staring at me. I mean, I had like a ton of makeup on trying to cover it, but my whole face was like a different texture. And you could tell, like my eyes were really puffy. Like I had gotten them to open. Like the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. I looked horrible. And I was like, everybody's looking at me and judging me. And that was probably like the last I, time you washed your face. The last time <laughs> I tried oil. anything and I was like, okay, I give up. And so actually then what happened after that is I stopped washing my face altogether because I had to give it a break. Sure. Um, and my skin got better because I stopped washing my face. Mm-hmm. It was kind of this amazing, like the oil didn't like with the castor oil didn't work. And now if I use any product that has any castor oil in it, if I accidentally use like a lip balm or something, my lips swell up. Like I can't touch it. My eyes will wow. swell shut and most natural, so- most natural skin products 
if you look at them, contain castor oil, cause it's a good mm-hmm. carrier oil. Mm-hmm. Anyway, everything swells up, but that was my big lesson was I stopped washing my face altogether. I just let my skin heal. And then afterwards it was kind of getting better and better because I wasn't washing my face and I wasn't using soap. And like you said, the salicylic acid and all the stuff that dries your skin out. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped doing that, it got, it got better. How funny. Eleni, and you brought up such a good point. I want to mention that too, that, um, you know, it was, it wasn't just uh, acne for me. I think a lot of people who's had it, I feel like it's very traumatic because, you know, back then we didn't have those nice fancy filters on the phone that you can hide your face. I mean, you're trying to put a lot of makeup, but it was a very traumatic experience. I felt like it was affecting my confidence you know, being afraid to speak in front of the people, even, you know, if I was in high school, I had to do a presentation. It's like the worst thing I would do, you know, it's just, I would avoid those at all costs because you have to put your face, you know, and kids were mean, you know, making fun. And it's just, it, and for so many years, so I was like, I was desperate. That's why I tried antibiotics and laser, everything just I was like, I don't care how much it costs, even if it, you know, not healthy for you, like I'll do it. And, but then, yeah, you just get the same results. So that traumatic experience for sure is very, I feel like I still have those emotional scars. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. real. And I was the only one out of my friends that really had issues with my skin mm-hmm. like that. And it's very isolating and you feel that something is wrong with you Yeah, mm-hmm. and it does affect your confidence and all your skin, yeah. your friends have this like gorgeous glowing yeah. skin. Yeah. And then it's like, you feel just like you're broken. Yes. 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 I have a twin who I I had horrible acne. We're like the three bad acne faces here. Maybe that's why we got into nutrition because we're like, we need something. Oh, here you go. (laughs) I also had terrible acne in my, I have a twin and she had gorgeous smooth skin. And I always had white heads and redheads everywhere. And, and same, that's so interesting. Like the confidence in it. So that leads to, um, two questions for me. One, why do some people get sits and my twin didn't? <laughs> yeah, great question. So, like, cause we pretty much ate the same, you know, in our household mm-hmm. and washed our face the same at night. Like what makes someone more likely to have it than others? Yeah. I do think genetics play a big role. Like my mom and my dad had it. My grandpa had it. So I feel like I was doomed to have it. Yeah. And my brother did too. But I think the big role also, you know, uh, when you were born, were you breastfed, bottle fed? Did you get a lot of those good healthy bacteria from your mom from breast milk and during the delivery, you know, and then the lifestyle? And so that definitely plays a role. And, you know, and I feel like some people are still more prone to it just genetically. So that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, that's fair. Um, also, I'll notice that when I got older, I didn't, mine didn't clear up until my 30s. Um, and that's when I started making dietary changes for me. Mm-hmm. So for me, and I'll, so typically now my diet is I don't eat very much for me. Dairy is no good gluten or sugar. And I'll notice if I go on a bender weekend and I eat all the cake on Monday and Tuesday, I'll get three zits, one or two. Boop, 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 they boop, show up, up, right? Yes. And isn't it interesting? Always in these same down low by my chin. Is that something that you've seen that like dairy, gluten, sugar, have you seen kind of a correlation there? Or what, what about food and sits? Yes. No, great question. Uh, You know, I think the biggest one, you actually pointed them right. Like gluten and dairy and sugar are like the biggest culprits for dairy. I mean, for acne. And one of the biggest ones is dairy. 
So if you look at a lot of research, every time they take the group of people and give them either it's cheese or yogurt or anything, it's, it's essentially dairy for anyone prone for acne, it increases this insulin like growth factor and essentially that leads to more insulin and inflammation in the body. And so I totally agree. I've noticed when I give up dairy, my skin improved dramatically. Yeah, wild. Mm -hmm. so, yes, and the same with gluten too, unfortunately. And I think because of, um, and you ladies know that, that gluten and wheat in the US is so heavily processed and grown really fast, sprayed with chemicals. It's not like that in Europe. I feel like I could eat, you know, pizza, pasta in Ireland or Ukraine and have no trouble. Okay. But here it's very damaging to the gut. So I think it creates a lot of damage, constipation for a lot of people. Then, you know, a lot of people are constipated. So you're recycling your hormones. You're really not, you know, going to the bathroom regularly. So that starts causing, and with sugar too, anything like you mentioned, cakes and white breads, unfortunately turn into sugar. Again, it spikes your insulin. That's what I see a lot of the times with acne, you have, the person would have imbalanced blood sugar, you know, mm -hmm. higher insulin. And they kind of go through, uh, I don't know if you ladies looked into those uh, levels, like a glucose monitors. Mm -hmm. I've been looking at them. Doing. Yeah, for metabolic health. And you see someone, you know, they eat bacon for breakfast, it spikes their blood sugar, then it drops and they have lunch, some Starbucks drives through and the muffin again, it spikes their blood sugar. So I see that a lot with acne that you know, essentially too much blood sugar causes often hormone imbalances, PCOS, and causes um, inflammation too from the body. So I, I totally agree. Those are the three big underlying culprits with the diet for sure. And um, you mentioned too, with like hormone recycling mm -hmm. and with people not eliminating Mm -hmm. enough. Can you speak a little bit more to that, like the importance of healthy elimination and how Yes. how it works with hormone yeah. elimination and recycling. Absolutely, Eleni. And that was one of my problems too. I had too much estrogen. So I had really heavy periods, painful PMS, just like a very, you know, for in, for us in nutrition, we know kind of like, oh, those are like all really good signs that you have some hormonal issues. So with that too much estrogen, essentially, yeah, you don't, I was having constipation issues too. So essentially the person, when you don't go to the bathroom regularly, you recycle all of those hormones over and over, whether it's cholesterol or estrogen. So that causes more inflammation, more imbalanced hormones. And we definitely want to make sure that's, you're right, that's like one of those things. When I get my clients, I want them to go to, you know, have a bowel movement once a day, twice a day, where I want them to eat optimal fiber, drink lots of water to make sure they go to the bathroom because that, you know, that in itself causes hormone imbalances and liver issues and all of that. So we want to make sure that gets recycled and well taken care of. Well, Eleni and I are now eating some beans to try to really clear our system out. So we'll do a podcast on that sometime. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's amazing how the whole body system, like our body is here to support us cleaning out our body. You just got to feed it. Yes. And yeah, yes. I think Eleni needs to do the whole big podcast on all of the gardening. I'm just love it. And she's just, yes. incredible. and chickens, I mean, chickens have to like, just make the appearance to somehow in some way. <laughs> we'll do some YouTube videos on that. We will all we'll film her. We'll do that. We'll make sure it happens. I think yeah. people will love it. It would be fun. 
Yeah. yeah. Cause I think it's true. The fresh food and growing your own food. I think today mm-hmm. more than ever, people are aware of the importance of having access to food and mm-hmm. having access to good quality, nutritious food, which is getting harder and harder to find yeah. these yes. days in our grocery stores. Um, and you yes. make delicious food. Like, you know, a lot, a lot of times it's like, Oh, healthy garden food, boo, but no, you make it taste amazing. So this yes, is I agree. healthy yeah. food can be good. Yeah. I agree. Like nutrients dance and just yeah. you know, I've been following Eleni. She does beautiful things. It just oh. makes me want to go outside and start my garden. I was like, yeah. I want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. On that note of healthy foods and high fiber foods that can help with the elimination and getting the excess hormones out of the body. What are some foods that you recommend that are nutrient dense and fiber dense that can help with hormone balance and help your skin clear up? Sure. Yeah. Essentially, I love to start someone on that anti-inflammatory diet, definitely remove gluten, dairy, you know, uh, all those sugary processed foods and kind of fill up their plate with the rainbow of veggies and fruit, you know, avocados, you know, berries, any kind of greens, especially, especially cruciferous veggies, broccoli, cauliflower, bok choy, kohlrabi, those are so amazing. You know, I encourage my clients to go to the farmer's market, you know, get in love. I think a lot of people think of healthy eating and they're like, oh, I have to do this to lose weight or get better. It's like, no, you get to nourish yourself. Just let's like, let's switch this whole mindset. Like, amen. Amen. Yes. <laughs> So definitely, yeah, I can encourage them to have half of the plate loaded with healthy veggies, roast them, you know, chop them in a salad, greens, all of those purple, I mean, just a rainbow print, like a nice, um, from Institute for Functional Medicine, they have like the rainbow, different veggies, so I printed out to help them, like, let's just pick something you can put on your plate and then have healthy protein and avocados are great for fiber and some of those healthy fats from especially wild caught fish, you know, good source, pasture raised chicken, all of those are so good too for nourishing and just get that fiber because you, you guys know we just don't get enough. We want at least 35 grams. I think the recommended is, but I see with acne, you can even do 40, 50 grams. That's when you really see that improvement. Because again, like that fiber is going to help recycle that estrogen, those excess hormones to come back to going to help balance hormones, you know, slow down that blood sugar spike. And yeah, wow. That gives me something to aim for. Cause I yeah, I, I typically hit right around 30, 35. So that like inspires me to increase my, my yeah. fiber intake too. Yes. Um, and what's interesting when I was doing my research too, um, if you look at some of those, uh, Okinawa, Japanese um, island, and some of the uh, ones in the Papua New Guinea that are very isolated, you know, that they eat healthy foods. Essentially, um, when they've done the research, they found out that those people, they never get acne. They even come and look at their teenagers. And you know how we say teenagers' hormones, they don't have it. And then when those islands would switch to standard American diet incorporating more refined carbs. That's where acne, I think it was interesting in Japan when they asked in Okinawa, their doctors was like, how do you treat acne? They said, we don't, we don't have it. Wow. So wow. Yeah. And come to America. We all got it. We all yes. Got it. Ukraine wow. too. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's wild. That's yeah. Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. okay. I know what you, okay. 
What about aging? Okay, we're going to move to now aging. So I'm now at the point in my life where I see my skin is falling down a little bit. What what can we do to keep my face up (laughs) on my face? (laughs) Yeah, some, some, what are some Some um, foods and dietary lifestyle things that can help with aging skin, wrinkles and crepey skin and some of that dry skin that people get? What are some things people can do to help with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're not alone. I feel like it's starting to see too. It's like it's just inevitable, you know, but I want to age gracefully, you know. So yeah, great question. Definitely as we age, I want to mention some of those underlying factors that, you know, speed up that aging is definitely environmental toxins, you know, sun damage, stress, not drinking enough water, you know, and essentially not having enough antioxidants, not eating that rainbow of veggies and fruit where you get those healthy minerals and vitamins that's going to help fight that oxidative damage in your body. So definitely I always recommend drinking lots of water to stay properly hydrated, at least half of your weight in ounces because you're going to hydrate your skin, your cells. And a lot of clients notice too that when they start drinking more water, face gets you know more plump and healthier skin. And collagen, I know it's a big uh, popular okay. word right now, but definitely a lot of the slow cooked meats that are bone broths that are such a great source of collagen because as we age, our natural collagen production decreases. So eating that and even maybe supplementing sometimes if you need to, just to get that extra. I did a lot of collagen when I was pregnant too, just to help us, you know, with growing a little human being, your body stretching and just help prevent stretch marks. So that's great. Definitely eating, um, you know, healthy foods to get those antioxidants to prevent that oxidative damage and inflammation. Um, Also healthy fats, you know, uh, grass-fed beef, wild-caught fish that has those healthy omega-3 fatty acids that help reduce inflammation. So all of those really help, um, you know, as much as we can exercise too, because you get uh, more oxygen to your cells, more blood flows, you get more nutrients. So that helps to stay healthy and useful. And I don't know if you guys heard of those frownies. Have you seen them online? I've seen them. I've been looking into them. Yeah. Some people swear that they better than Botox. So it's in my Amazon cart. I might have to push. I bought some and I I know, you know, you put them on here. And essentially when you sleep at night, I've noticed that it helps me be more mindful. Like I'm not frowning as much. So I could see why you, if you do it regularly, it's going to help. So worth trying, you know, $20. Yeah, seriously. seriously. Yeah. Okay, well, on the line of Botox, I, in my mind, might do a little right here. What's what's your thought on Botox and what what is that going to do in the short term and the long term? What do you think? Okay, and you know, no judgment. Yeah, you know, I, know a lot I of might do it anyway, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no worries. I'm one of those people that, you know, I'm not sure about it. So I don't want to put something in my body because it ends up, you know, in my body, you know, uh, I think over long term, it does relax the muscle and muscles atrophy. So that's what happens, you know, because they can constrict and the skin can get thinner. So what I do love, I want to give you a great alternative if you want to try it. That's um, what I've done is microneedling. Have you guys heard of it? Yeah, I've, I did it a little bit yeah, and I should try color. it. That's yeah. Right. I convinced Kay to get it too. And then I stopped yeah. doing it because I went through a particularly stressful time at work and my acne came back in full oh, force 
really bad. And so the microneedling was making it worse. So I just stopped for a little bit and I haven't picked it up since, but now my skin, I'm, I'm not at that job anymore. And so my skin is totally clear and happy. It looks gorgeous. It's a stress-free life, which I want to circle back to that too, but tell us, tell us about the microneedling. Yeah. I had a lot of, um, uh, scars and I still do because I started doing microneedling and then I got pregnant so I couldn't continue I needed to do I think for scars you need to do at least three or six sessions to see the improvement I only did one but essentially it's uh, it's a device that does this micro punctures in your skin almost like micro injuries but what it does it stimulates a collagen production on that level so naturally your body goes into that healing mode and the K, I've noticed a huge difference. Even just one treatment with wrinkles and yeah. my skin even out and um, it got more glowing and it gets better too. Okay. Which is amazing. So, so if I hit right here. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. I think you're going to notice an improvement. And I, I do feel like there, there are no side effects with that, you know, and you could yeah. do even as a maintenance once or twice a year to help you kind of stimulate the collagen, help, um, you know, keep your skin useful and yeah. beautiful. I would say that's a good argument. And especially with the Botox, how it like those muscles relax over time. That makes me pause where I'm like, yeah. Oh, I don't want that, like, you know, just for a short term, but the, if the microneedling can be more like a nourishing for the long term, I, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, and I just think you have to do that. Then if you start Botox, you know, you kind of have to do it. And it's essentially it is a neurotoxin. Okay. You know, it is so I'm I'm just not sure, you know, and I understand yeah. I'm no judgment, whoever yeah. wants to do it, but I'm I'm, yeah. I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, you're like you won't you won't suggest it for people to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um with the microneedling, do you recommend people get it done professionally or do it themselves? Do you have a product you recommend people try for it? What are your thoughts there? Alenia, definitely, I think professionally. I know they have those tools at home, but I'm not sure. I think, I, you know, if you do it strong enough, you might damage your skin. When I went to see a professional, you know, they did a special was a treatment and vitamin C and just different things to follow up. And she knew which areas have to go over. I feel like that's something I want to trust the professional to do, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, and, and I know you mentioned that, and, but I also die on cryotherapy, you know, was that cold for the facial and that really helped too. And another one was hydrofacial too, which kind of helps, you know, um, take out all this gunk and dirt and oil. So it cleanses your oil. It kind of looks like a little vacuum that they do. So I've done that, but I love microneedling. I definitely would recommend someone finding a professional. And if you look online, they do have amazing results just for anti-aging and, um, Scarred. It's on my list now. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, the cryotherapy and the what was the other one that you mentioned? The hydro uh, hydro hydrofacial. Mm-hmm. Hydro- Can you talk a little bit more about those and what yeah. those are? Yeah. Cryotherapy, it's essentially they use a very, very cold air, uh cold water, almost like ice, like frozen and um on your face. So it helps to cool down inflammation you know, prevents aging too. almost in a way, you know, you see people, um, you know, in wintertime want to go into the ice cold water because you get that shock to your system. It's the same for your skin. It helps to reduce that inflammation, stimulate collagen production. It doesn't have any side effects. 
it actually feels really nice in Florida when it's 85 and you just go for that, it cools down your face. So that that's great to do. And I know they're all around the country too. And Hydra uh, Facial too is amazing because it helps cleanse your skin, you know, kind of get rid of those blackheads and reduce inflammation. Um, it's really good more like for maintenance, maybe once in a couple of months to just stimulate, cleanse the skin and help you feel better. I feel like in Iowa, we have natural cryotherapy. Every time I go out in the winter, my face. That's true. That's true. You're right. Yeah. I didn't think about it. Yeah. I lived in Alaska, so I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. That's excellent. I didn't realize you lived in Alaska. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, uh, Kind of along this line now getting into beauty products, I think is the next hot topic. Um, and, and I kind of want to get with, with you, your thoughts on what products or ingredients should we avoid? What ingredients should we look for? And then sort of the thing that sparked this whole conversation and even reaching out to you was I had a friend who reached out to me and, um, she was like, can you guys do an episode on skin health? Like, I I really want to know what you recommend for dietary and lifestyle things for skin health. And, she said she used to work for a products company mm-hmm. that created like beauty and skincare products. And she said that while she was working there, she realized the ingredients that are allowed um, in the EU are totally different than the ingredients that are allowed in the US. And that sort of the, the policy in the EU is that an ingredient is dangerous until it's proven safe. Whereas in the U.S., an ingredient is safe until it's proven dangerous, and that the U.S. Yeah, just makes money, we want it. Yeah. yeah, the U.S. allows so many more ingredients into bad. products and skin skincare that other countries do not mm-hmm. allow in. Um, so, do you know about that? What are your thoughts on that? And what are some ingredients that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, Eleni, great question. It always comes back to we even have American companies, Heinz and some other ones that are in Europe and their products or Starbucks, they're a lot cleaner and better than here. So, yes, absolutely. And let me say that, yeah, I was guilty of it. You know, I've had acne. I was trying to hide it. So I would, you know, cleanse it and put all kinds of those popular brands of products, you know, so that we all know online or CVS, when you go in, they're all on the shelves, they're promising beautiful results. Yeah, so definitely was using so much of that. And then I started doing more research and realizing it was like, no, I'm eating healthy, you know, I'm doing taking care of my stress, I'm exercising, but then I'm putting all of those chemicals on my skin that essentially, like you said, they're not regulated we don't know what are the long-term effects. And a lot of them are studied. They do show that they could cause cancer. They disrupt our hormones, you know, all kinds of things. So then I start thinking like, if I don't want to eat it, you know, why would I want to put something like that dangerous on my skin? That's going to get into my bloodstream and, you know, cause inflammation. So um, there are so many, I think probably some of the big ones are, you know, fragrances, you know, um, phthalates, parabens, sulfates, um, some of those big ones that come to mind, but I think there's over, uh, 1800 or 2000 that, so I do love the EWG 
environmental working group that's especially after having a baby too that's where i would usually go and recommend my clients to go and look at they've done independent research they've you know looked at the ingredients how safe they are and when you look at all of those products you know tied and some of those other things you're like oh what's in it you know and the colors so definitely look into that and choose something that's zero or one or two and i do have some favorite ones um i brought them with me too so yeah. i like, don't want to forget yeah, about it you know. Show us. Yeah. Yeah. so one of them is called 100 pure amazing and the owner has a really cool story too she was working for a very famous cosmetic company in one time she was in the lab doing some kind of mixture and a little bit of the lotion was spilled on the countertop and it destroyed the countertop and she had like an awakening she's like how are we putting that on our skin so wow. she started this company and literally, if you look at the ingredients, you read them, you understand each ingredient, what's in it, you know, and they use fruit pigmented things for the makeup and everything is really clean. You open, it does smell, you know, like a lavender and their products are amazing. So I really recommend it. And they're, you know, affordable. They're not super expensive. So I feel like average consumer there in California. So they're amazing. They're my number one favorite wow. Yeah, I love Beauty Counter because, again, they've removed, they don't use over 1,800 different chemicals in their products. So they're really good at testing, making sure everything is clean. So I love that one. Um, I love Coco Kind, too. They're really good company. They're smaller. Uh, some of the, like, shampoo and lotions and a sunscreen i like attitude they're a canadian company but they're really clean and they are the highest rated on ewg okay so, attitude that's yeah and we'll link all these on the bottom yeah, these yeah. Are i want to know these because i want to order them that's and that's probably the last one more for the makeup sai beauty they're beautiful too they're in new york and um the founder was again on the mission to change the cosmetic to have a beautiful products that are safe for you and for the environment so they're amazing too so those are my favorites but definitely reading the ingredients and looking at ewg and avoiding um because yeah. unfortunately and sometimes i say the best things just put some avocado on your face some raw local honey my baby sheets avocado it's all over the face so i like to joke is like is this your face mask so yeah. avocado all over your face because it's yeah. so moisturizing so yeah <laughs> definitely super important yeah. um yeah what you put on your skin because it ends up in your bloodstream and your liver those toxins they cause damage and you know puts you at higher risk for chronic disease cancer all of that so avoiding it as much as you can and i think it's overwhelming for me it was at the beginning too i was like I have to change my whole cabinet, you know, detergent, shampoo. So start somewhere, start with one thing, you know, and just yeah. clean it out. Because I think for a lot of people, it does seem daunting. And then you have kids, you know, everything. So it just starts with one thing, then replace it. And as you go, just, you know, yeah. make it work. I, I think that's such great advice of yeah. just replace each product one, one at thing. a time yeah. as you run out of it. And, and don't be overwhelmed because I've had you know, clients come to me with that too, of just feeling, yeah. well, plastics are in everything. PCBs are in everything. Yes. Now I'm being exposed to all these like 
nanoparticles and microplastics. And now I can't, I'm worried about pesticides in my food and I'm worried about like chemicals in my skincare. And I, I think that's such great advice. Don't just start with one, just take, yeah, take one thing at a time as you need to replace it Buy something that's better, you know, and replace it just so you don't blow your budget for the entire year, getting rid of everything and then wasting all those products too. And then, you know, if you think about it, like it's not good going down our drains and into the water either. So when yeah, people yes. just freak out and dump everything down the drain and get new stuff, that's not really healthy either. Yeah. yeah. So it's and better just to use it and then don't touch it again. And you love a hundred percent pure. Janelle actually was the one who introduced me to that company. As you know, Janelle had cancer yeah. herself and just things, the research and they have an amazing customer service. If you don't like something, they say, just keep the product. They'll give you your money back. So I think they stand behind their product, but yeah. That's so good to know. And I think one of my favorite companies too, um, to add to that list is wild carrot herbals. I don't know if you've heard of them. No, I need to check it out. I like them. Um, We got you. It works. It works better than all the pharmaceuticals. Yeah. They're based out of Oregon and they do all a hundred percent organic wild crafted ingredients. Um, and it, it makes me think of the hundred percent pure, but I really like um, I like their products too. And it's very, it's well-made and it's kind of a similar, yeah. it's a cool inspirational story behind the creation of the company and a good philosophy behind it. So I'd add that one to the list too. And I'm so glad to have options. You know, yes. I think people want to know what yes. people just want to know, what do I buy? Yep. And yes. then that makes it so much easier. <laughs> yes. And I think it's so cool that as an economy, like we are kind of becoming more conscious buyers, but now there's yes. more available and now it's, not as expensive. And now it's really cool that the economy is kind of going that way now. We definitely vote with our dollars. Yeah. yeah. It does help to shift the whole perspective. Okay. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Really. A good change we're making America. Yes. Let's get there. Yeah. Um, so you already went into the environmental working group as a resource. And I think, you know, that's a good one too. So just for our listeners, um, if you go to www.ewg which stands for environmental working group, ewg.org or is it.com? Let me double check. Yeah, Yeah, we'll double check and we can put a link too, but they have a really great resource where you can enter pretty much any product name that you're using Mm -hmm. and it rates it on a scale from one to 10. And the lower the number is, the better the product is where 10 is the most toxic and one is the least toxic So that's what Leanna was referencing there is look for a product that scores. They give them like a a seal of approval sort of, and like if they score a one or a two, that's a really good, clean product that doesn't contain any ingredients that might cause organ damage or skin damage or genetic damage or whatever. Um, So I really like that resource and they have I mean, pretty much cleaning, toothpaste, yeah, diapers, anything you could think of. Yes, yes, exactly. Anything you can think of, pretty much you can search there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's so good to have that resource to check. Yeah. Yep. Now, kind of pivoting a little bit into um, a product sunscreen. Okay. What are your thoughts on sunscreen and sun damage? And what about the chemicals in sunscreen? And, and what do you think about? tanning beds. Okay. We'll let you, we'll let you add it. So 
and you ladies probably know that I want to share that for the, uh, you know, for our audience, we do want to have some good healthy exposure to sun because we know that we can make some vitamin D and you know, so many people are deficient in vitamin D. So the sun is not the enemy. It's definitely spending too much time in the sun, getting sunburned and it could prevent, you know, premature skin aging, all of those. So I definitely love some sun, you know, we love going to the beach and, but okay, you're right. So many sunscreens are loaded with chemicals, especially anything with spray. They are the worst, definitely the worst with spray. And um, most of them have those, you know, hormone disrupting chemicals and that do end up in your bloodstream. And so um, I'm circling back to EWG. They have some excellent resources for that. Their attitude to the brand for the sunscreen is a really good one, really highly rated. They have a couple of other ones too. And um, definitely, I think I've heard one of the doctors who is really into that too. He shared that we don't want to take the sunscreen that's really too high in SPF because then our body can make at all any vitamin d and it blocks it completely so maybe 30 to 40 and again yeah looking at all those ingredients because 95 percent what's on the market is loaded with you know hormone disrupting chemicals that can carcinogens and all of those um oxybenzene and phthalates and parabens and all of those so definitely going back to ewg to pick the good ones that you like Oh, good advice. Okay, good. I'm going to check it out for my kids this um, this summer. It's funny. I'm thinking about how many times they've been sprayed down at daycare on, with that sunscreen. And I'm like, okay, we're going to, we're going to detox them now. We're going to do that. But yeah, so lotion is definitely better if you can pick lotion. And as I mentioned, attitude is amazing. Their sunscreen is really good to have for kids and adults. Okay, we're on it. I love that. Yeah, and I think too, I read an interesting article that talked about how a lot of skin cancer comes more from the toxins and the carcinogens in sunscreens than it does even from sun damage. Eleni, you're right. That was, yeah, I forgot to mention that, but I'm glad you brought it up. Yes. It's like, what's the evil here in the room? And yeah. Oh. That's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then on that end of it, also, I asked you about Botox and I'm going to ask you about tanning beds. Like, can I, can I use the tanning bed sometime or what, what's your thought on that? I've used them. I was getting ready for my wedding. You know, I wanted to look not white because it was, you know, after winter time in Ukraine, you know, you're all pale and yep. yeah, I definitely used it, but I think there's just so much research, first of all, that those special lamps used are not replaced regularly, that it creates premature aging and damage to the skin too. So it's just better to get out and get that natural sunlight. Does vitamin D, yeah, go out. Make the healthier choice, Kay. I always want the easy way out. So I think there's so many benefits to being out in nature anyway that like benefit your stress reduction and your skin health and um in such a greater holistic way then it's not just about the uva and uvb rays it's like the experience of being outside and having fresh Mm -hmm. air and having grass under your feet and yeah well that's interesting for both of eleni and i just got this but 
up in Iowa, I get a little sad every winter when I don't have sunlight for a long time. And so I would do a tanning bed to, you know, feel better, you know, but just this year, Eleni and I both bought an infrared sauna, which has 55% of the sun rays in it. And so we just got it. So now I'm doing that now to kind of feel happiness in the winter, in the dark. Um, I love it. So a really quick plug, do you, um, have you studied with the infrared sauna and skin? How do you feel about that? Do you know much about that or? I think they're amazing. I think they're not amazing, not just for skin, but just for reducing inflammation in the body, you know, uh, getting it's, it's so good for you. I think a lot of people helps with skin and mental health and, depression, anxiety. Yeah, definitely a lot of research into that. So I love that you found a healthy replacement for the tanning beds. I yes. love it. So, yes. You know, good job yes. Yes. Yeah, we're yeah. Getting there. yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, definitely so good for your skin. It helps reduce inflammation. A lot of times it helps uh, decrease acne, eczema, all of those things. So it's so good for you. Absolutely. we did good good investment yes good job um and you mentioned you've a couple times now you've mentioned um well yeah some of the other lifestyle type things that can affect skin health like poor sleep and high stress what are your what are your recommendations for sleeping like how many hours per night um what are your recommendations for managing stress do you have any um any strategies that people can use to help manage stress and, and, and exercise? What are your recommendations for exercise? All of those things. Yes. No, great question. I'm glad you circled back to stress because I felt like we, that's the one area we really need to make sure to talk about because it's so, you know, prevalent in our country. Let's talk about sleep. So yes, sometimes even one bad night of sleep, not enough four or five hours of sleep would, um, often decrease your ability to handle glucose by 40%. So yes, it's, so it's definitely helps get at least seven to eight hours of sleep. Some people might need nine, you know, you kind of have to listen to your body when you get up, when you feel rested and refreshed. Uh, So, but definitely at least seven to eight hours of sleep, having that good bedtime routine for half an hour to an hour where you don't do any electronics because it disrupts our circadian rhythm. Those blue lights, you know, help essentially over time destroys the circadian rhythm and decreases your melatonin production. So we definitely, you know, want to read a book and do a little facial, put a candle on or essential oil, something just to help you relax, spend time with your family, kind of unwind from a day and get some of that nice, useful, beautiful skin sleep too. It also helps balance your hormones because with a lot of stress, it increases your cortisol, which, um, you know, uh, puts a lot of stress for your body, which can often increase inflammation, which is going to lead to inflammation in your skin too. And high uh, cortisol too will often lead to sleep issues too. Um, again, going to increase, increase inflammation leads to imbalanced blood sugar. So it's the whole cycle. And another big issue that I'm seeing with all of my stressed clients that, you know, you're always in that fight or flight mode, like you're fighting a bear and that decreases absorption of nutrients. You're not in that rest and digest mode. So when you're constantly chronically stressed and you often see 
overgrowth of bacteria like SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, yeast, candida, because your body's too stressed, you're not producing enough hydrochloric acid to, you know, kill off the bad bacteria or viruses, you know, and then um, some of those bad bacteria kind of gets out of balance that leads to a lot of skin issues too. So it's such a, you know, it's all connected essentially. Mm -hmm. So we definitely, you know, we can't escape the stress unless we go on an isolated island. We all have it in our lives. So I definitely recommend prayer, you know, taking time to meditate. I really like the Insight Timer app. They have different meditations, walking just to calm yoga exercise is incredible because it just helps you relax i mean exercise you know not relax sorry back up a little bit um exercise just to help you know bring down the stress hormones and help you get all this energy to the cells feel better and i feel like exercise the best feel better you know uh, type of activity to gratitude is amazing just taking a journal, write down two, three things you're grateful for, you know, all of those just to help yoga, tai chi, going for a walk. And what Eleni mentioned, just getting into nature, whether you're working in the garden or you go for a walk in the park or forest, mountains, the beach, anything, anytime. I feel like it's just such a great way to de-stress and, you know, being more mindful and grateful for what you have. So definitely so important. I feel like stress is one of the biggest driver for all the skin issues. Yeah. It's amazing. The common thread of the people we've been interviewing and it really is like everything you just said there. It's like this common thread through everything. And I'm like, yes, this is the way, like this is a lifestyle that everyone needs to adopt to feel balanced and whole and to kind of, Mm -hmm. okay. It's interesting how your body responds back to these things. Like if you get sleep, if you exercise, if you eat right, if you mm-hmm. have a good heart in a heart space, it's like your body feeds itself back, you know, in twofold. I don't know. It's just interesting how this is a common thread I'm seeing now. So no, yeah. I honestly noticed with all my clients, the ones who would take the time to do even a little bit of mindfulness or 10, 15 minutes to practice stress management they always get the results faster with anything there whether it's a weight loss or skin or any other gut issues it just really helps tremendously so definitely a big piece of the puzzle we want to yes yes I've seen that in myself as well just becoming more of a conscious liver and living person instead of a reactive yes you know and really kind of taking more ownership of my life and my choices and my outcomes. Like it's amazing how it changes so much. It's wild. Yeah. 100%. Yep. The Um, little things are the big things. Yes. What are there any like vitamins or nutrients or supplements that you recommend people try to help um, with clearing up skin or taking care of skin issues? Yeah. It's my favorite question. Um, I'll mention, I love dim. And that's really, you know, high concentrate of cruciferous veggies like broccoli that helps balance hormones naturally, recycle that excessive estrogen. I love vitamin A, but it is a fat soluble vitamin. So sometimes a really high dose. I've seen a lot of acne suffering clients have vitamin A deficiency. So it helps to go for that, you know, definitely eating you know, vitamin A rich foods, but sometimes you need that supplement for optimal levels. Vitamin D, super awesome. Vitamin C, 
glutathione, which is a master antioxidant. That's a big one. That's uh, a lot of acne suffering people often deficient in. Uh, zinc too is amazing. And definitely I haven't had a chance to touch on probiotics. A lot of the yeah. acne suffering clients have deficiency of good healthy gut bacteria, especially lactobifidoblans, you know, digestive enzymes. So it's really, really helped to shift things, balance the gut, you know, bring the bad guys down and again, um, fermented foods too, since we're talking about probiotics. So those are probably my top ones. Yeah. Vitamin D, glutathione, vitamin C, probiotics. Mm -hmm. Is there a probiotic company that you love? I've heard, you know, like get a good quality. I did seed for a while. Have you heard of the seed? Yes. 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 I love seed. Seed is amazing. Okay, good. I was like, is there any other company that you really suggest or are you, um, or I guess I've heard like, don't really just do ones from the drugstore. You know what I mean? Or what's your recommendation on probiotics? I have a great, I know it wasn't my idea, but essentially I tell a lot of my clients because sometimes they're like, I'm hesitant to spend more money on the probiotics. I tell them just take a little bit of regular milk or coconut milk, open your capsule, put it in, you know, mix it with a wooden spoon, let it sit on your counter, cover it. And if it doesn't turn into yogurt in a day or two, that probiotic is essentially dead bacteria, you know? So that's oh, a good that's way to fun. test it to see if it's, uh, yeah, if it's a good brand or if you just buy in and the bacteria is not, yeah. So that's, that's such a yes. quick and easy way. Yep. Yeah, and so. is that specifically if it contains that lactobacillus bacteria? Yeah. It would yes, do yes, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, Lenny, yeah. great point. Yeah. And uh, I love Claire Labs. It's a more of a pharmaceutical grade probiotics, but they're excellent. I always see a huge improvement and I've tested them. I put them and I made some coconut yogurt that work really well every time. So, and that's what I give to my family and yeah, but seed is amazing too. They've done some amazing research and uh, now they come up with the one for kids too. Oh, I don't know if you've seen it? Yeah, for and up. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to look into that too. Go I ahead. love that. I love those recommendations. Yes, for sure. All these notes down here. <laughs> I know. I'm like, we're, we'll have to make sure we go back and listen to this, and then link everything in the podcast yeah. notes so that yeah. people can easily yeah. find those products that you're mentioning and those supplements that you're I'll mentioning. I'll try to send you ladies some too, if we yeah. so we can cross reference our notes. That'd be so super helpful. For our listeners. Like I remember as a new listener, I'm just like, yes, click, add to cart, click, you know. Yes, yes, me too. It's like, oh, I want it. I want that one too. <laughs> yep. Someone says it's good. I'm in. Oh, good. What if you ask that one with her clients? Let's see. Oh, let's see. Oh, what are some health success stories that you've had? With like with your, your clients? clients? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had one client. She came to me with uh, acne. She, I think, at that time, she was 24. She suffered too since she was a teenager. It was really affecting her confidence too. And such a sweet, sweet person too. Yeah, we start working on her diet, you know, cleaning it up, doing anti-inflammatory diet, removing gluten, dairy, um, sugary foods. You know, uh, we've tested her. So we've seen some of the deficiencies she's had too. So we've supplemented some of the things she was low in and some of the antioxidants, vitamin D. And it was incredible. Even just in a couple of weeks, she starts seeing the results of that. And then her skin cleared up. And 
um she came back and just like I got my life back and I feel yeah. so much more confident I feel ready I want to go and I was avoiding so many events and hanging out with my friends because my face you know in Florida and then you'd add the heat and she was just and then she um they had there are six of them in the family so then she brought some of her siblings too like they need help too so we worked on just kind of getting the whole family healthy and clearing up their skin but they're they were excited like oh, i got their lives back so that's one of the recent ones that just like yeah feel excited what i what i do you know to help yeah, yeah. i love that and it, it is it's you know it's so much deeper than just skin deep yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah the impact yes. that it has is yeah. it is life changing because it yeah. it does make you so insecure when you have issues like that with, with your appearance, with your skin health, that it does make you withdraw from social situations and you don't feel confident at work. I mean, even if you're a completely competent, qualified person, your confidence is impacted when you don't feel good about how you look. And so stories like that are always so powerful to me because I think people kind of almost make it sound like it's vain or it's, menial or it's just not that important or like you're alive and your body is functioning and you should be happy with that. I'm like, but you have no idea how much yeah. a skin condition like that yeah. really takes away your quality of life and really impacts how you feel about yourself on a regular daily basis, yeah. that it is like getting your life back to feel yeah. confident in your own skin. And how much deeper than just your skin that you feel good as well too. Like when your whole body's in harmony, that your skin can be clear. I feel like my mood's a little clearer, my soul's yeah. a little clearer, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a neat how it, it's this holistic kind of pure purity. I don't know. It's cool. Yes. And then you don't have to wear makeup and you feel confident in your own skin when you wake up and go outside. Absolutely. Lenny's right. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, I wanted to meet a husband is like, would I ever meet someone? Look at my face, you know? So it's definitely, yeah, it helps so much to get your life back and your confidence back. Yeah, I agree. We, um, your knowledge has been so useful for us. If we do you take clients on zoom, like if, if, if any of our listeners want to get in yeah. touch with you, we'll, we'll put all your info, but do they, they would just do like zoom meetings or how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we do through a different platform, which is, you know, HIPAA compliant and secure for medical. Yeah. Yeah. But absolutely. I'd love to help and yeah. Yeah, in any way I can. So, and just, if anyone has a question or reached out, as I said, it come out from my own struggle. So I want to help people where they don't yeah. have to struggle for many years and get their answers faster. Yeah. And what is the name of your um, wellness coaching business? It's uh, strivefunctionalnutrition.com. All right. And are you on the, the Instagram or the Facebook? Yes. Instagram. Oh. Instagram. Right. Okay. Instagram. Okay. Well, good, we'll, good. I follow her there. So okay. we'll link we'll her link for sure. Well, and I think everyone will have gotten such good knowledge. And if, um, oh, yes, I would say anyone that has comes to us with acne problems, we're going to point them your, your way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank well, you. I don't, I don't think we have any more questions. Had you nailed it. This is so interesting. And I'm now going to go like eat a healthy lunch and not feel like it's punishment. I'm going to feel like it's like nourishing my skin and my soul. Like I'm good yes. so, from the inside out. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. I love it. Thank yeah. you so much, Lena. You are an incredible wealth of knowledge. And this was so fun because this is really the first time we've gotten to connect since school. So I know, I know we've been following each other and yeah, no, I love it. So glad we got to connect. I saw you recorded with Dina. So I was like, Oh, I 
would love to come on too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was so excited to be able to reach out to you, man. What an incredible like class we had <laughs> not to like toot our own horn, but just, we really had a great class of really accomplished individuals. I'm looking forward yeah. to hopefully connecting with Janelle soon too. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, what, what a bunch of rock stars. I, I feel so like humbled and honored to have like been in a class with you guys and to know you and to be Aww. able to pull on you as a resource. So thank I you. I was thinking that too. I was like, Eleni, where are you pulling all these women from? I was like, gosh, they're all so good at life. Like, how did this happen? <laughs> Oh, no, that's awesome. Well, awesome. Thank you so yes, much, Liana. Work and we appreciate it. So thank, thank you, ladies. It was so fun. Thanks. Thanks, Renegades. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Please keep in mind that this podcast is an educational service that provides general health information. The content on this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional medical care and diagnosis. You should always talk to your doctor before making a dietary or lifestyle change. Go be renegades! Go be renegades!